Well, g'day everyone and welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy and I love bringing you this show because it's got so many awesome people on it who contribute to this thing that's called Christian Radio right around Australia and The Journey's a program that's put together by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong, where I work. I'm in a role called the Director of Evangelisation and Renewal in that diocese and this is one of the things that I do. And in the midst of that, get to mix with and meet and work alongside some fantastic people, some of whom you're going to hear from today, such as Mr. Peter Gilmore. He's got such a strong background in youth ministry, in state school scripture, so SRE in New South Wales. He's now working alongside the rejuvenation of parishes, does a lot of stuff in training people for Alpha. Living the Gospel is his segment. We're going to hear from him today. Trish McCarthy, she's now working for the Australian Catholic University. She trains a lot of the chaplains. Milk and Honey is her segment. We're going to be hearing from her. Father Mike Delaney from down in Tasmania, God in the Everyday. He's got some great stuff to share with us. Really good to be able to hear from Mother Hilda Scott this week in Wisdom from the Abbey. And a gospel reflection that we've got this week, which is for the Feast of Christ the King. The last Sunday before we jump into the Advent season. And great to have Father Rob Galea, who's giving us the reflection on the King of the Universe, Jesus on this feast of Christ the King. All right, lots to get through in this week's show. A lot, of, a lot of things to share with you too. Just a lot of good stuff that's coming up around the country and things that people might be interested in contributing to or, or attending. All that to come. But as for now, let's hear the gospel proclaimed. It's Luke 23, 35 to 43. Max Norden's going to proclaim that word of God and then we're going to hear Father Rob Galea break it open for us in this week's gospel reflection. Faith. Hope, love, and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and so glad you've been able to join us this week on the journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The people stayed there before the cross watching Jesus. As for the leaders, they jeered at him. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, the Chosen One. The soldiers mocked him too, and when they approached to offer vinegar, they said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him there was an inscription, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging there abused him. Are you not the Christ? he said. Save yourself and us as well. But the other spoke up and rebuked him. Have you no fear of God at all? he said. You got the same sentence as he did. But in our case, we deserved it. We're paying for what we did. But this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, he said, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Indeed, I promise you, he replied. Today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Rob Galea. Today we celebrate such a beautiful, incredible feast. We are claiming, proclaiming that Jesus is the King of the universe, that Jesus is the King of the world. But you look around. Do you think that Jesus is the King of the universe, the King of the world, with all the wars and rumors of wars, with the bushfires and all the things that are happening in this world? Is Jesus the King of this world? Well... The first time he was proclaimed as the king was when he was dying on the cross. A mess, an absolute mess. You would look at him and think, how could this be the king of the universe? And I'm here to tell you that Jesus is the king of the universe. He is the king of the world, even though we don't see it, even though we don't understand it. Jesus, who is the the God of all, the God who created the universe, the multiverse, he holds the world in his hands. He's in control of this world. And he's a great God. St. Augustine used to say that we go through the, the universe and we look for the heights of the mountains and the valleys and the vast spans of the ocean and we try and find God there in the greatness. But God is king not because he's great. God is king not because he creates big and great things. God is king because in spite of the mess, in spite of your mess, He still loves you. This is the greatness of God. This is the kingship of God, that God continues to love us and to choose us in spite of our brokenness. 
I'm so grateful that God is king and he's the king of the universe. But you see, just think about it. You have, you're made up of 75 trillion cells and God knows each and every one of us. Every one of your cells, every hair on your head, he knows it and he loves it. And you know what? He has destined you for heaven, called you to heaven so that you could be with this marvelous, wonderful king forever. Know God. Know that he's the king of your heart, the king of your life. But we need to surrender to him, to trust in him and say, God, please take the throne of my heart. These cells, these thoughts, these, this future that is ahead of me, be the king of it all. Teach me to trust you. Teach me to love you. Jesus Christ wants to be the king of your heart. But not only part of your heart, but all of your heart. Because Jesus Christ is Lord of all, or He's not Lord at all. You're listening to The Journey. Music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full.
listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. There is a Benedictine saint, we don't have all that many, (laughs) you may have heard of her. Her name was Hildegard of Bingen, born in 1098 and dying in 1179 in Germany. She was an abbess, writer, musician, composer, philosopher, mystic, visionary and polymath, which means she knew a great deal about a great deal. She knew the incredible and obvious link between the world around us and ourselves, which is why she was also a great healer. So many of us assume that the best contributions to life are made when we're young. And while there is some truth in that, it's also true that sometimes the best contributions are made when we're older. Hildegard was 42 when she began her life's work, and she spent the remaining 39 years in incredible activity. This isn't the place to go into her marvellous life. I'll tell you this, she wasn't afraid to stand up to the authorities of the time and let them know where they were wrong, especially about the Crusades. She went out onto the streets and preached against them. I suspect that that had consequences because when the University of Paris was being founded after the Crusades, Hildegard, who was then in her 70s, walked from Germany to Paris and presented some of her findings on the circulatory and respiratory systems. She was kept waiting three months and then was finally told that her findings were not wanted. And therefore, her findings were lost to the world for 800 years. Hildegard was first and foremost, though, a woman of God. She says things like, You are encircled by the arms of the mystery of God. And you know what? We're indeed encircled by the mystery of God. There is mystery in the ways our lives unfold. There is mystery in the ways we work, in all that surrounds us. There's mystery in the fact that one day follows another, and no two are the same. And no matter how you look at it, all of these things speak of God and his investment in our lives. One day, why not try this? Sit quietly, preferably outside somewhere. Close your eyes. Feel the slight breeze tiptoe across your face. Let the warmth of the sun touch the tip of your head. And for five minutes, Just stay there. In the coming days, do it again. And then again. And then again. After a while, join words to this little exercise. Whisper, I love you, God. Say it softly and gently over and over again. You will eventually become aware that the mystery that is God has spoken to the mystery that's you. Look around. You'll find Hildegard is right. We are encircled in the arms of the mystery of God. Hope you enjoyed that from Mother Hilda Scott. Great talk about the way our life unfolds and the great mystery connected with that. Regular listeners to this show would know that over the course of this year, certainly earlier this year, Catholics around Australia were asked to contribute to a thing called the 16th Synod. And it's a worldwide process of listening by the bishops of the world to the faithful of the world about the things that they see are important to the future of the church. Really wonderful stuff came out of the the national synthesis and listening process. Big need and focus on the need to return to the basics, to evangelization, to making Jesus known and loved, to embracing scripture, to bringing people together in small groups. A whole lot of wonderful stuff, as well as you know, ensuring that we're putting our money where our mouth is and that the rubber's hitting the road in terms of the way we live our life as disciples. We've now reached a point, which is really exciting, where we've reached the continental stage. And so people are invited to contribute to a portal and to some listening sessions that will bring together right from around this Oceania region to talk about stuff that's been raised in those different regions before it goes off to, to Rome to be considered as, uh, okay, 
globally, what are the things that are being said by the key regions of the world about what the Spirit is saying for the church in, in this particular part of our history, the history of the world? but more importantly in terms of God's redemptive history for his people. So I would encourage you to go to catholic.org.au backslash synodal church to access some resources, to access the portals. I say it again, if you're from another church, we'd love to hear from you too. I'd certainly approach a number of my mates at different things we've done with the plenary and synod for people to contribute to that. Just let them know where you're from and that'll be really well received because we certainly are inviting other churches to be part of that listening process. And when they do eventually gather in Rome, a bit like the Second Vatican Council, we'll be inviting other churches to be there and be advisors to us and, and to give us their insights. So you'd be welcome to do that too. Just go to Synodal Church at the Australian Catholic Bishops Conference portal. Well, I'd certainly encourage people to be part of it. It'd be a great thing to do. After the break, we're going to be hearing from the wonderful Father Mike Delaney, God in the Everyday. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you joined us this week on The Journey. on the journey 
faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Seven years old, third row pew, John 3.16, something changed in me. Red letters coming off the page, flooding my heart with amazing grace. I knew then I believed, and those roots run deep. Oh, I've been through some faith-shaking hard times, yeah, but nothing's gonna make me forget. Seeing God in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney. To talk about pole dancing might sound like an unusual topic for a God spot, but I invite you to bear with me. Recently I celebrated a funeral in a suburban church, but then had to travel to a country parish for the actual burial. Admittedly, it wasn't as far as some country parishes are from the suburbs, but it took well over an hour to get there. So I headed through one of the outer suburbs of Hobart, I passed near to where one of my nieces lives, and thought that I hadn't seen her for some months, except on Facebook. Usually this means that there's a video or photos of her performing some extraordinary feat of strength on a pole, and I'm amazed and blown away by what she can do. What started out as a decision to get some fitness back after an injury is now her occupation, and she and another lass train and help other young women to build incredible strength and coordination. When I first heard what she was doing, I was more than a little shocked because my understanding of what was involved was extremely limited, and I questioned what she was up to. After watching her efforts and those of her students, I now see her as a successful business owner, and as I said earlier, Constantly I'm amazed at her skill and strength. As happens so often in my meeting God in the everyday God spots, I'm recognising that I don't always see what is going on around me, 
and so my opinions are frequently flawed. I won't necessarily say thanks to Facebook, but I will say thanks for all those opportunities and people who speak into my life and who help me to be open to new possibilities. Most of us are fortunate to have two eyes to see and two ears to hear. As we get older, that's not quite as easily to presume. But it means that many of us have lots of options open to us. And what a world we can see and hear when we but open up to what is actually happening around us. As I said earlier, hearing that my niece was a pole dancer originally sent shivers through me. Now, knowing that she's a talented acrobat because of her training, as well as an astute businesswoman, she helps me to realise that not all our gifts and talents look or sound the same. And names certainly don't always tell us what people do or who they are. Thanks very much there to Father Mike Delaney, what a champion fellow he is, from down in, in Hobart there in Tasmania, doing great things in renewal of parish and outreach through things like Alpha, dynamic preacher, and he's certainly all about making Jesus known and loved and, and the church as vibrant, vibrant as it should be. I thank him for his input today. I'd just like to encourage people to, to check this out. It's a new record label, new Christian record label. It's, it's set up by a young couple. They're called Enemy Love Records. They're doing gigs all over the place. They're going to be doing one for us in Wollongong on the 4th of December at 7 p.m. That's going to be at the Xavier Centre. It's free entry. Well, it's just a donation if you want to, if you want to get in, surely whatever you can come up with, a donation. These guys are, are traveling the country. I know they're doing a gig in Brisbane as well. Be worth looking them up. EnemyLoveRecords.com. It's limited tickets here for the 4th of December. It includes a, a little bit of food and a few drinks. Check them out and check out where else they're playing. They're definitely playing in Brisbane. I know that. I think they're playing in Canberra as well. Wollongong. It'll be a great night and just bringing good young uh, Christian people together for some really good music. It's featuring David Cruz and Emma Cruz. Emma used to be Emma Frad before she married David. We've played a bit of her stuff on the journey over the years, and she's a, she's a champ. And so is David, really good musicians, and they're, um, they're starting this record label. Well, they've already started it, not just for their own stuff, but for a whole lot of people that want to be getting out some really cool Christian music. Check them out at enemyloverecords.com. You can come to that gig that we're doing in Wollongong. They're in Darwin this weekend. They're in Lismore on the 2nd of December. They're doing a gig at The Hustle in Sydney on the 3rd of December. They'll be here in Wollongong on the 4th. And they're doing a gig at O'Sculligan's, a pub in Brisbane on the 11th of December. All those will be great events. Check them out and we'd love you to come to Wollongong. I'll be there. I'll be, um, I'll be serving some drinks and some food. So come and say good day if you're at the gig in Wollongong. And after the break, we're going to be hearing from Trish McCarthy, Milk and Honey. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks for joining us on The Journey.
Love and life. This is the journey. And now it's time for milk and honey with Trish McCarthy. Jesus encourages us: "Come to me, all you who labour and are burdened, and I will give you rest." We can wonder what Jesus was referring to when he says this, but we know that when Jesus spoke, that he spoke with authority, and this says to me to take seriously the promises of Jesus and his instructions. My thoughts for this week surround the notion of rest, not only from a scriptural point of view. But from contemporary scientific research, we are the only species on Earth that, when we sleep, we are completely switched off, so to speak. Sleep offers our bodies an opportunity to remove toxins that build up in our body, to restore, reset, renew, and refresh. Not just sleep, but rest is vital to peak performance. One principle I put into action in my life is to sleep in on the right side of the clock. What exactly does that mean? Well, quite often we seek to make up our tiredness by sleeping in longer in the day, but this goes against the way we're wired. We condition ourselves to stay up late, but nature, including us, is designed to be at rest at this time. Some action points you might like to play with this week include switching off your alarm, opening your bedroom blinds to allow the natural light to influence your sleeping patterns, getting to bed progressively earlier, for example, 10 minutes each night each week. Adopt the attitude of starting your day the night before, because what you do between six and ten p.m. matters and impacts your following morning. This pertains not just to sleep, but resting our minds, our hearts, our eyes, our senses, our bodies, and our body systems. Ultimately, what we're working towards is all aspects of our being. This week, focus on living and working out of rest. Thanks so much to Trish McCarthy. There, milk and honey is her segment, and she's always got some great things to say to us. I've been asked to um, just to bring the people's attention this wonderful organisation called Palms P A L M S Palms Australia. They've been going since 1961, and they have had so many wonderful people who have worked within their organisation, essentially in a professional capacity, but helping to develop industry in education to build up the capacity of workers overseas and to serve their communities. So. I would say to you, if you're looking for a bit of a change in your life, a bit of a renewal, perhaps you've retired and you've got some skills, Palms is looking for people with skills who can work in the area of education, health, admin, tradies, agriculture and more. They've got spots available where people get, you know, a pretty basic wage, but you can, uh, you can rent out your own house over here and make a bit of money and go over there and just live with some beautiful people in a completely different lifestyle, places like American Samoa, Cambodia, Kiribati, Papua New Guinea, Samoa, Solomon Islands, Thailand, Timor, even in Zambia. And I've got to tell you, Kerry and I, my wife and I, did something similar a few years ago, and uh, we just went for a few months. We are so keen to do this at some time in the future. Perhaps it's the right time for you now. And if it is, I'd encourage you to contact Palms Australia. Go to palms.org.au or call 0422-427-567. That's 0422-427-567. Palms Australia are amazing and 
as I said, might just be the right time for you to be able to dive into something like that. I tell you what, if you do, it'll change your life. Coming up, a bit more music now. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Mr. Peter Gilmore, Living the Gospel. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you joined us this week on The Journey. I'm Michael from Cornubia, Queensland, and you're listening to The Journey. I was dead in my transgressions, wandering in sin. I went searching for redemption down a road that had no end. I was walking
On the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. Of all the things my dad owned, his orchids were one of his most prized possessions. The veranda of our small Federation-style house in Sydney was lined with a dozen potted orchids. As an expression of his love for my mum, he would carefully tend to them, fertilising, feeding them with nutrients, watering, moving them from shade to light and back again. It was a ritual that was designed to guarantee that the long green leaves produced flowers, the fruit of all his effort, and a symbol to my mum of her value to him. It's worth saying, ferns are lovely. They're fresh and green, and especially indoors, they really make the place feel more alive. But orchids aren't ferns. And if my dad had spent a season nurturing his orchids only to have them not flower, I think he would have been rightly annoyed and frustrated. Perhaps St. James was a part-time gardener, and this is why he was so blunt in his letter when he said, Faith without works is dead. If our faith isn't bearing fruit, can we really call it living faith? And it's not just about tacking on good works to our expressed faith, because that's not right either, just like stapling a flower on an orchid. No, St. Thomas Aquinas speaks of faith formed by love, and St. Paul reminds us that the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So faith is by love and through love. I wonder, if my father's orchids could speak, would they say, we were formed by love and through love we flower? The solution for an unflowering orchid isn't a new resolve or a brand new commitment to being the best orchid it can be. No. The solution is much simpler and sweet. Just let my father care for the orchid. Let him nourish it. My father began with one orchid, but many years later that one has become dozens of orchids, split off and potted, given away, destined to be fruitful in their own right. This week, let's not work harder. Let's allow God the Father to love us, to care for us, and in our season we will bear fruit. God bless.
Thanks to Pete Gilmore, Living the Gospel is his segment. Thank you to him for rounding out the show and for the many, many contributions he's made to this program now over a roundabout. Well, we're coming up to a decade and he's been with us since pretty much day dot. Just before I go, conscious of the fact that we've um, we've had a few inputs from Men Alive in the last few weeks and got some really good feedback about that. And, and I would encourage any men who might be just hankering for a, for a bit of formation, who, who want a bit of connection with other men of faith, just to let them know that um, Men Alive actually runs some online small group stuff with just men coming together. It's called Refuel every Tuesday night from 7.30. It's got guys from all over Australia and New Zealand who come together and hear a bit of a talk, but more of the point, come together and um, and are broken up into some small groups whereby they, uh, they they do some reflections on some on some scripture. I would really encourage you, if, if that sounds like something you'd like, just to check them out. Go to the Men Alive website. Just look up Men Alive Australia on your website. Check out Refuel, and you'll be able to link into what these guys are doing via a Zoom that is open to anyone. And so uh, you might want to do that. Pretty cool. We'll be doing this all again next week. Can't wait to uh, to really kick off what is the Advent season for us next week as we as we do this journey in together to the wonderful events that we call, well, Christmas, the Christmas season. But to get there first, it's journeying together through the scriptures leading in this uh, this Advent season. It's all to look forward to next week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and thanks so much for joining us this week on The Journey. 
The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norton from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.